Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today we are revisiting an episode topic that was first covered all the way back in episode 27. Keywords. Uh, Since the release of that episode where we took an in-depth look at all of the keywords that were at that time currently in the game, we've actually got a whole new set of keywords that have been added to the game. So I thought it was coming around to high time that we take an in-depth look at them all, what they do, where you will find them, and how you can best utilize them. So that's going to be our main topic today. But before we get into that, Alternate Being EX4 has just been released. Uh, A lot of us have got our hands on our stuff. I have my hands on some products, so I'm very, very excited that because I'm finally back in my own house, I have access to my own internet, I have access to my own setup, I can overcome technological difficulties and finally actually do an actual live, actual stream of a box opening of EX4 Alternate Being. Really excited to get back in front of the camera, open up some boxes and boosters for you all because it's just, it's so much fun to do that and I've really missed not being able to do that because of various circumstances recently. So that is going to be Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. EDT or Saturday, July 1st at 9 a.m. for my Oceania friends. That's going to be over on the channel at twitch.tv slash Connor EFMG. So make sure that you're there Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. EDT or Saturday, July 1st, 9 a.m. AEST so that we can catch up open up a brand new box of boosters, take a look at all of the new cards, and maybe send some stuff your way as well. Hope to see you all there. Now for our main topic. So the Digimon card game, like a lot of trading card games, if you're familiar with them, has a lot of keywords. And if you're not really a card game person, if you've only just recently come around to the game, first of all, welcome. Second of all, when we talk about a keyword in a card game, a keyword is essentially a way of shortcutting putting a bunch of rules text onto a Digimon, is the primary function. Rather than writing out the whole effect every time, Having certain effects that the the game plans to use a lot just keyworded means that the designers have room for more text on a card. It means that it's kind of, kind of links certain cards together. It just saves a lot of time for, on the design side, because it allows you to shortcut having to write out that whole effect. The other cool thing that having a lot of keywords does, and there are some downsides, but... The other cool thing that I like is because the Digimon has a keyword and you'll know whether a Digimon has a keyword because it will have text in a little orange box on the card. It enables other cards to reference that Digimon in a way that if it just had the effect written out, it doesn't really get, it wouldn't really be able to be referenced. For example, uh, blocker, the blocker keyword. Other cards can reference cards which have blocker because that is a keyword. It would be much, much harder for cards to say all your Digimon with blocker get plus 1000 DP. You wouldn't be able to make that card anywhere near as simply if you had to write all of your cards with 
this Digimon, when your opponent's Digimon attacks, you may suspend this Digimon and redirect that. Like, if you wrote out the whole reminder text of Blocker, you wouldn't be able to reference that in the game. And so it opens up a whole new design space for the designers as well, which I think is really, really fun. Downside of having a lot of keywords, of course, is that you kind of, if you don't play the game a lot, or when you're coming to learn the game, you have to learn all of this new terminology. You have to learn these keywords because very often they'll print the reminder text on them, especially in the first couple sets that that keyword is being used. But with a lot of keywords on a lot of new cards, you'll see that they've stopped printing the reminder text. They just print the keyword. So you kind of do have to know what the keyword does and the ins and outs of it, which is a bit of a, um, you know, that's a bit of a barrier in to, for entry for some people, which I'm hoping to be able to break down a little bit today by going into each of these keywords, giving you a pretty in-depth explanation, I think, of what each of them does. And so if you're someone who's not as confident with the keywords, or if you're someone who has played the game a lot, hopefully you'll still find this interesting to get sort of a solid grounding in all of the keywords and just a refresher on what exactly they all do. Some of the um, weirder ins and outs of the keywords, like some of the corner cases, that sort of thing. That's my goal for today. Uh, We have quite a few keywords to get through, so we are going to make a start. And the first keyword that we're going to talk about is Digiburst. So on a Digimon with Digiburst, you're going to see in that orange keyword text box something to the effect of Digiburst X, main Digiburst X, trash X of this Digimon's Digivolution cards to activate the effect below. And then there will be an effect that you can activate. And X can be any number, and that's how many of the Digivolution cards that you need to trash in order to trigger the Digiburst effect. Digiburst is a really cool effect. Uh, You activate it in the main phase of your turn, and you choose when to activate it and whether or not to activate it, so you've got quite a lot of control over when exactly that Digiburst effect gets activated, which is pretty cool. It gives you a lot more control over sort of what's happening on your turn and when, which I really, really like, and just the effect of using uh, Digivolution sources as a resource is something that's reasonably unique to Digimon, which I think is really cool. Like, this is an effect that you couldn't do in many other card games because Digimon has the Digivolution mechanic. It has lots of ways to stack your cards on top of each other. It's a really cool and unique mechanic for this game. There's a lot of support cards that you have for Digiburst, either cards that specifically reference cards with Digiburst or cards that just care about when you trash um, your own Digivolution cards as well. Downsides of Digiburst is that there's been a lack of support for it recently. It got a lot of support when it was first released, but there's not many Digiburst cards that they're making anymore. So it's a bit of an older keyword, a bit outdated. So you probably won't see it in new sets as much, which is a bit of a shame because I enjoyed it, but I guess they're kind of moving away from it a bit. Maybe it... Maybe there wasn't as much design space there as they thought. Maybe, um... Maybe it just wasn't as flexible as they kind of thought it was going to be. I'm not sure, but they've moved away from it. So a bit of an older keyword, but still good to have an idea of just in case it does come up in some niche cases. And you'll find Digiburst in all colors. There's Digiburst cards in every single color, but primarily the support for Digiburst came in green, which kind of makes sense. Green is the Digivolution color. So you were building these big stacks. You had a lot of sources to trash for your Digiburst effects. 
Our next keyword is rush. And on the card, it will say rush. This Digimon can attack the turn it comes into play. Usually in Digimon, on the turn that a Digimon comes into play, it cannot attack. We have summoning sickness in Digimon, just like in many other card games. But rush allows you to ignore summoning sickness. That Digimon can attack straight away on the turn it comes into play, which is really quite powerful. Um, It lets you attack out of nowhere. It stops your opponent from being able to plan around it unless they really know the ins and outs of your deck and know that you have rush or are able to give rush. It kind of makes it hard for them to block or to prepare for your attack, which is really cool. And it can help you get a win out of nowhere. Important to remember the difference between a Digimon that says rush on it and a Digimon that says this Digimon gains rush. Because I've seen some people get a little bit confused about it. If your Digimon has rush, like the Digimon card says Rush, and then you Digivolve over it on the same turn you played it, that Digimon can no longer attack if the top Digimon does not say Rush on it. Because it doesn't have Rush anymore. It only has Rush if it's in the form that has Rush. But if it says, when Digivolving, this Digimon gains Rush, and you Digivolve over the top of that, then it's still going to be attack on the turn it came into play. Because... Because it gained rush. The whole stack gained rush. So just remember the difference between that. Because sometimes it can get a little tricky. It can get a little confusing. And it it makes some strategies seem a bit better than they actually are. Because you don't get to go up the stack and then keep that rush effect. We see rush in every color. Uh, Every color has a card that says rush on it. But primarily you're going to see rush in red. The most aggressive color. And purple. Which... combines rush with playing cards from the trash usually so that you can bring Digimon out of the trash and then they can attack straight away which is really quite strong. Our next keyword is Blitz and the reminder text on the card is going to say when Digivolving Blitz this Digimon can attack when your opponent has one or more memory. So when you Digivolve and it's always on when Digivolving trigger because of the way that the effect has to work. When Digivolving Blitz You Digivolve into the Digimon with Blitz. And then even if the memory you spend to Digivolve into that Digimon sets the memory counter to one or more on your opponent's side and you would pass the turn, you have one final trigger window where that Digimon can declare an attack. It's a great way to finish a game. We often see, uh, you might hear about Blitz Omnimon. If you're new to the game, Blitz Omnimon is a level seven that Digivolves over red or blue and it it can unsuspend itself and then it has Blitz. So... You attack with your full stack, level six, and then you digivolve into that Omnimon. It can unsuspend itself and then it blitzes for game, even if you don't have enough memory to keep control of the turn, which is really, really powerful. Um, it does. The Digimon does already have to be able to declare an attack by game rules, though. So if the stack only came into play that turn and it doesn't have rush in some way, then Blitz is not going to allow you to get past summoning sickness. You're still going to have to... Um, you're still going to have to wait a turn so that the Digimon has been in play for a turn before you can then attack with Blitz. It doesn't get around things that stop you from attacking. So you still need to be able to attack. But even with that restriction, this is a really cool effect. I like it a lot. I used to play um, in the set that it was first released. I used to play Red Shoutmon. Uh, for those who remember that deck, there was a lot of Blitz in there. It was really, really cool. And Blitz is pretty much exclusive to red. You get some Blitz cards in black, but mostly this is an aggressive red keyword, which is probably why I like it so much, because we all know that I really like red. Our next keyword is decoy. 
X. So it might say decoy black. When one of your other black Digimon would be deleted by an opponent's effect, you may delete this Digimon to prevent that deletion. So you'll have decoy and then a trait or characteristic that this Digimon can use its decoy effect to protect. So in this case, it says decoy black. When one of your other black Digimon is going to be deleted by an effect that your opponent controls, you can instead delete the Digimon with decoy and you save your other Digimon, which is pretty cool. It's good protection for your larger stacks. It's kind of a good way to keep your boss Digimon on the field. However, it does only protect from outright deletion. You can't protect use decoy to protect from being put on the bottom of the deck or returned to hand or placed into security or placed under another Digimon. You also can't use it when your Digimon would be deleted by having its DP reduced to zero because that's just deletion by a game rule. It's not necessarily deleted by an opponent's effect, so you don't get to save your Digimon. And I think even if you could, the Digimon would still have zero DP, so game rules would cause it to be deleted after your decoy resolved anyway, so there would be no point. Both your Digimon would die. It does also require you to have two Digimon in play. You need one with decoy to be deleted, and then you need another one that you want to protect using decoy. But It's still a really interesting mechanic. There's kind of some interesting things you can do with it. And because they can be very flexible with the specific trait, often you'll see that it's a color, but we have also seen Digimon that can protect Digimon with certain traits, for example. So there's still a lot of flexibility with it. I think it's probably gonna come back at some point. And it's decoy is pretty much exclusively a black ability. It's a very defensive ability. So it fits in with blacks kind of philosophy of play. There is one other card that has decoy. It's a system on in white that kind of helps protect your uh, Royal Knights Jessmon sort of stack, but that's a that's an outlier. Decoy is far and away a black ability. Our next keyword is Armor Purge, one of my absolute favorites. Armor Purge, when this Digimon would be deleted, you may trash the top card of this Digimon to prevent that deletion. This is really good protection for your stack. It makes it very hard for your opponent to outright delete it or attack over it in battle or anything like that because Armor Purge gets to just protect the stack. You do lose the top card of your stack, but often um, that's not too big a downside in your armor decks or you can play around to that. There's some really cool things that you can do with this. One of my favorites is that you have um, the jamming Vmon and then you digivolve it into something like Flame Dramon, which has Armor Purge, and then you give it extra security attacks because then it swings into security. And then even if it's deleted in security, it Armor Purges down into the jamming Vmon. And then the jamming Vmon is very likely to then survive all the subsequent uh, security checks unless you hit an option card. So you can... That's kind of a fun interaction that you can have with Armor Purge. There's also some weird combos you can pull off by placing specific Digimon beneath your Armor Digimon using effects because Armor armor Purge just takes away the top card and then whatever is beneath the top card of the stack, that becomes the new top card of the stack. So if you can put like a really powerful Digimon just under an Armor Purge Digimon and then somehow delete that Armor Purge Digimon, and remember, you Armor Purge triggers from your own deletion effects as well. So you can use like purple cards to purposefully delete your own Digimon. Then you can sort of transform it for very cheap into a much more powerful Digimon. There's like a Quartzmon deck that works by getting Quartzmon beneath certain Armor Digimon and then pur- Armor Purging away into Quartzmon and getting it out for very cheap, which is really, really cool. Uh, you get Armor Purge across sort of all colors. There's 
a card, at least one card with Armor Purge in every color, but mostly it crops up in blue because it's with the Vmon line. So it, it works with the blue Vmons, and then it crops up in purple as well as kind of a deletion protection effect on some Digimon there. Next up is save. So you will see on deletion, save. You may place this card under one of your tamers as its bottom Digivolution card. Save is a really quite annoying ability to play against because it becomes very hard for your opponent to deny you access to those, to to your save cards unless they have a way to remove your tamer because it gets deleted and you just tuck it away under one of your tamers. And often in your decks that you save, you're going to have lots of ways to reuse those cards, whether as Digivolution sources or whether you bring them out from under your tamers, whatever it might be. There's also a lot of support for save. Uh, We've seen a lot of crossheart support in the last few sets. Uh, BT10 had a lot of crossheart support stuff. I think it was... Now I'm kind of losing track of BT10 or BT11. Anyway, recent sets have had a lot of uh, armor support. So, uh, armor support, save support. So, if you want to build a deck around this keyword, you think it sounds cool, you're going to be able to do it pretty quickly and pretty easily. Save is present across all colors. It's present just everywhere there's a lo- there's a lot of save in the game is basically what i'm saying this is a keyword that they've leaned very heavily into and it kind of goes hand in hand with our next keyword material saves so you might see material save x is what it's going to say on the card so you might see material save 2 when this digimon would be deleted you may place 2 of this digimon's digicross conditions under one of your tamers so you often see this in save focused decks when you uh, Digicross, which is not, which I didn't include on this list because I don't consider it necessarily a keyword. It's more like an alternate Digivolution cost. Maybe there's a future episode. Um, but when you Digicross into a Digimon, a lot of those will have material save X. So when it would be deleted, you can take um, however many sources it says. So if it's material save two, you can take two of its sources that are listed in its Digicross conditions and place them under one of your tamers. They've got to be listed in your digicross conditions can't just be can't just be any old source if you manage to get some other sources under your digimon somehow it has to be listed on the card under its digicross conditions that's really important that differentiates it from some other effects that we've seen in the most recent set across time uh so just make sure you're remembering that because i think sometimes we kind of forget it because the situations where it doesn't come up are so rare like it's so rare that it would come up where you'd be making a choice or where you'd have other sources that aren't listed on Digicross, but just important to note. It makes non-deletion-based removal a lot better, save and material save too, because um, removing the card in some other way gets around material save, gets around save. So you kind of want to be using things like putting a card on the bottom of your deck, of the opponent's deck, or sending it back to the hand, or to get rid of the sources is kind of what you're trying to do there instead and material save as well is across all colors like with save it's present everywhere and there's a lot of support for it apologies you can hear i'm dog sitting for my dad's dog you might be able to hear him in the background uh next we have raid so on the card it'll say raid when this digimon attacks you may switch the target of the attack to one of your opponent's unsuspended digimon with the highest dp so raid is a really cool removal effect 
it makes it very hard for your opponent to keep their Digimon safe because you can attack even into their unsuspended Digimon. And there's also a reasonable amount of support for Raid as well. There's some really cool things that you can do with Raid with a lot of the support cards that mention the keyword. Uh, you have to remember that Raid doesn't let you target specific Digimon. It only allows you to redirect your attack into the unsuspended Digimon with the highest DP. So you can't... If your opponent has multiple Digimon with different DPs, you've got to raid into the uh, highest DP one. You can't pick and choose. So it kind of controls it a little bit. If you can just pick any unsuspended Digimon, this would be so much better and probably too good. So that's a way that your opponent can kind of defend themselves a little bit, getting around raid. And it doesn't work if all your opponent's Digimon are suspended, then you just can't activate raid if there's no valid target. So... Sometimes that will turn off a lot of your effects and sometimes your opponent will say, I'm just going to have to swing with everything because if I leave anything unsuspended, you're going to get actually more value than just attacking over my Digimon. So that's another way that they can kind of play around it. So there's a lot of like strategy involved on both sides of the raid equation, which is what makes it one of my favorite, uh, favorite keywords. The other thing is that it turns up only in red, so shocker shocker uh it does technically turn up on black cards but those cards are black and red so really raid is another aggressive red keyword and then finally i know everybody's surprised because people have been think playing along and thinking about where we're up to are like oh raid is the most recent keyword no it's alliance in ex4 even though i haven't yet covered ex4 on the podcast, we're still going to talk about the new keyword because with EX4 right here, like I have EX4 cards behind me, it felt silly not to talk about this keyword, even if it's, I think it's, we've only had the pre-release as of the recording of this episode. So Alliance says, Alliance, when this Digimon attacks by suspending one of your other Digimon in play, add the suspended Digimon's DP to this Digimon's and it gains security attack plus one for the attack. So this obviously is the newest keyword. It's coming in EX4. Um, It's sort of like combining your Digimon together to make one big attack. If anybody who's played the Final Fantasy trading card game that had a similar mechanic on all of your cards where you could band them together in like a party, I think it was, and they kind of joined all of their abilities and strengths together in one attack. It's kind of like that. You're banding your Digimon together to do one powerful attack. This pairs really well, obviously, with effects that want you to suspend your own Digimon. So there's that Pomumon that when it's suspended by an effect, you get to suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. Works really well with Digimon with Alliance because you suspend the Pomumon, get a little bit of extra DP boost and an extra security check, which I think is actually the better part. And then also you trigger Pomumon and get to suspend one of your opponent's Digimon, which is pretty cool. Uh, Alliance is turning up only in green at the moment. It's possibly going to be used in other um colors i haven't looked that far ahead but as of the time of this recording as of the next set it only turns up on green cards it's a very green effect getting a lot of dp is kind of very green suspending your own digimon for effects is very green and it's kind of banding your big board together which i think is really cool i think it's going to be a fun and interesting effect to play around with so hopefully we get to do some cool things with alliance in the future And that covers all of the keywords that we didn't cover last time. If there were any keywords that you didn't hear about today, if you're maybe a newer player that you want to 
that you also want to hear in-depth talk about, please go back to episode 27 where we covered all of the other keywords that weren't covered today. Hopefully between those two episodes now, everybody's up to date, knows about all the keywords that are in the Digimon card game. We know the ins and outs. We know how to use them. And I hope that this episode is going to kind of stand the test of time and in the future people will come back to it when they um, start up the game and could use that as a resource. I hope it's useful for you this week, the week of release, and I hope that it's useful for you in the future as well if you've come back to this. Now you have heard well and truly enough from me, I would like to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is of the keywords that we listed today, so did you burst forward? What is your favorite keyword to play with and why? I talked a bit about which keywords were my favorites, the red ones, obviously, but what are your favorite keywords and what makes them your favorite keywords? What is it about it that you like? If you have an answer to our listener question or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can email me, memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. Tweet at me at Connor EFMG or join our Discord server. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. And I am always, always happy to hear from you listeners. Make sure that you follow the Memory Gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice. so You can be notified when new episodes drop. And if your podcast service of choice allows you to do so, please consider rating and reviewing the show because it helps us grow and helps more people who want to find us find us. And it's really very helpful. Don't forget to tune in to twitch.com slash or twitch.tv, sorry, slash Connor EFMG, Friday, June 30th, 7pm EDT for our EX4 Booster Box opening, or for Oceania listeners, Saturday, July 1st at 9am. Hopefully I will see you all there. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. <laughs>